Hey there, everybody. I'm back. It's been a while. It is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer. And I'm here with a special guest. You may remember her from a very recent series. Her name is Kim Harms, and she is the author of Life Reconstructed. And we are almost launching our books like at nearly the same time, even though hers was much more a work in progress from many years ago. But I'm excited to have Kim here today. We're going to kind of do something fun this time. It's I'm, I'm calling it my book edition, and we are going to talk all things books and, you know, some books that even inspired us um, growing up and through the years. So welcome, Kim. So good to have you back. It is good to be back. I'm excited to talk to you. Yes. And it was like when you were on last, I know your book was like well underway. You kind of had a plan and now it's like the finish line is here and it's yeah. so exciting to talk about it. But first, before we get into all things books, um, maybe give just a little intro about who you are. Sure. Um, my name is Kim and I am, I'm a writer. I've been a freelance writer for a lot of years. I was a newspaper reporter out of college. And then when I had kids, I stayed home with them and then just started doing some freelancing after they got out of diapers. So I've got, <laughs> um, my husband, Corey, and then we've got three boys, Carter's 20, Owen is 18 and Lewis is 14. Um, so I, I love my boys. Um, my, my boy, mom, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so they've kept me busy for a lot of years, but now we're down to, you know, just one left in school and, um, and yeah, so my life is changing a little bit and then have the, the book coming out this year. So, um, I'm super excited to see, see what that brings. So I was, um, like you, I'm a, I was diagnosed with breast cancer at a relatively young age. Um, I was just barely 40 and um, had a bilateral mastectomy and breast reconstruction. And, um, and that is where my book came from. That's, that's what my book is about. That's who it's for is people who are, who are facing that um, because man, it's a life changer. Yes. <laughs> and um, I was just thankful that I've had the opportunity to, to write through that and write about it. And a lot of people have been, um, kind enough to let me share their stories in the book too. So, um, yeah, I, I just got my books last week and they're coming out to the public here really soon. And, um, it's weird and crazy. <laughs> I know. And by the time that this goes live, they'll probably be in the universe, which is so exciting. Um, it really kind of struck me. I remember from our last interview that you really weren't prepared for how big like reconstruction kind of impacted you. Like there's yeah. always, I think, kind of a phase of a cancer journey that maybe takes you a little bit more by surprise. And it kind of sounded like that was one that um, was maybe harder to, for you to deal with than like you kind of thought or that you expected. And then I love to how your book is not just your journey through reconstruction. It's really a compilation of other you know, stories. And so it's the, kind of this beautiful tapestry, um, which I ordered my book. It's on its way, hopefully soon. So I can't wait to read it. But I, I think, you know, if you want to speak a little bit about just reconstruction and why that topic really struck such a chord with you. Um, yeah, the, I think the part you're, talking about is when, um, yeah, I just, I struggled with body image after, um, having the mastectomies and reconstruction. And it's something that I hadn't, 
um, yeah, I had not expected. Um, I think as women, we all at some point in our lives and in some way deal with body image issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I lost my breasts, I really struggled with that. And when you're diagnosed with cancer, you, you don't think about that part of it. You think get the cancer out, do let's do the things we need to do, get it out. Uh, and so that kind of caught me, um, kind of blindsided me after surgery. I remember thinking, I can't look, I can't look, I can't look at this. And, uh, Corey was so sweet and taped paper over the mirrors in our bathroom. So I didn't see it before I was ready to see. And, um, and the day I looked, I, I actually threw up. I actually looked in the mirror and I said, cry my throat. And he's like, no, you don't have to, you're, you're fine. You're beautiful. You don't need to. And then I threw up, that was kind of the start of my journey of, okay, this is what my body is now. Um, and that was really hard, but I learned a lot about, you know, how, how important is physical appearance and can I be sad and can I grieve this and how do I move past this and what is the new normal? And, um, yeah, I just found that I learned a lot about, um, myself and about it's okay to be sad about that. It's okay to grieve that it's okay to struggle with body image issues. Um, but it's important to figure out what you need to do to, to grow past that and to get to a place where you are comfortable with who you are again. And and I am there now. I, you know, I just feel like this is normal me. Of course I would take my old boobs back in a heartbeat if I could, it's, and it's not, (laughs) you know, anybody would. Um, but, but I feel like at this point I'm in a good place. Um, but it took a while to get there. And I found, um, just from interviewing other women and talking to other women who've been through cancer, that it's pretty common. Not everybody has struggled with this. I, you, talk to some women that's like, well, it wasn't an issue at all for me, but, um, but a lot of people have. So, um, so yeah, that was something I struggled with and definitely it's a a whole chapter devoted to that in the book and body image and, um, dealing with that. So, yeah, I love that. And I, I think writing your way through the pain is, is definitely for my book, um, from C to C, which it kind of is all the using poetry to kind of find my way and navigate through. And, seeing myself after the double mastectomy um, was really one of the turning points just in me writing and using writing um, to, to like manage through. And so, and then, and then kind of having the courage to share that, you know, so really writing, that was really my pivotal time too. And so I think that just that kind of whole image, um, there's such a tapestry, I think of like all these voices that are coming to the forefront. And I love that I've seen so many women like are coming out with books, but that was kind of that common thread of your book and my book that I felt was such a a good relationship for us to kind of talk about our books at the same time. So, so I love that. So would love to know, um, you know, really what inspired you to write this book. So like you kind of had an idea at some point, but like, what was really that, you know, impetus or that, you know, thing that ignited you to say like, okay, I'm going to write a book, you know, obviously you are a writer, but like, how, how did you think like, I'm going to turn this into a book? It's kind of weird. Um, but it's a God thing. I believe that he goes before me in everything I do. And this book is, this book is one of those things. And I actually sat down one summer afternoon and within a half hour I had written, I had, I believe 11 chapter titles and 11, like couple paragraph synopsis of what I wanted in each of those chapters. Um, and it just came to me just like that. 
and, um, and I knew, okay, I'm going to write this and it's changed. Like some of those, a couple of those aren't even chapters. One of them I turned into an appendix, like lots of things have changed and none of the rest of it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was like, Oh, I sat down and now I'm going to do this. I think that was just God being like, okay, this is the task in front of you. I'm going to give you the start. Now you work and figure out how to make it happen. And so that's where it started was that day. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to uh, work on a book proposal. And so that's what I did first. And then um, was able to sign with an agent and then she took it off of my hands and until she found a publisher. And then I was able to complete it when I signed on with Familius. So um, um, it's been a super long process, uh, but I've learned a lot and it's been great. It's I've worked with a lot of great people. So yeah. That's... Oh, I love that. Well, and it's kind of funny because I felt something divine too in, in my calling. Um, I, I just kind of heard like a whisper and it basically said like, put, put your poems together. You've written so many poems. Why not put them together? And there's this, there is a tie and it's this um, feeling of isolation and fear and hope and, you know, hope and heartbroken at the same time, but, um, you know, there, there's just this common thread and, you know, people don't want to feel alone. And I feel like our words, your words, my words can help inspire other women to know that I maybe felt this way too, and it's okay. And I, I just felt, you know, God telling me to, to put it all together. And, you know, it, it, to your point, it kind of sounds simple and then the hard work kind of begins, but, um, you know, it was such a passion project for me. And it always just felt like, this is what he wanted me to do. And so I just kind of listened and it was, you know, kind of crazy, but yeah. And you Um, added the visual to your book too, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. I words, words are so meaningful. Um, but sometimes just some of those pictures are so striking that it touches like a different place that the words don't. So, so that's cool too, I believe. And I love that a few of the pictures too came from other survivors. And so to your point, I felt like it helped set the tone or the mood of what I was trying to evoke, you know, in the poem. So I, I, I'm very visual, so I, <laughs> I know it always helps me. And, you know, they were, there were photos that I had taken and ones, you know, from, from people who, you know, inspired me or, you know, had something that really fit with, with the mood I was trying to, um, trying to evoke. So, so thank you. Uh, my next question I wanted to ask is so we're kind of doing fun things, kind of serious and then kind of fun. Um, but my one question for you is, you know, you have three sons. So is there a childhood book that you like to read to them or just something maybe from your childhood that you also loved? Um, you know, everyone kind of has a favorite childhood book. Yeah. Um, well, we started pretty young with the boys. I read to them at bedtime. So we've gone through lots of books together. Um, probably one of their favorite series would have been Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, we read through that together. Um, you know, just great, great story. So creative. Um, but one of the books I remember the most from <laughs> This would have been our oldest son. One of his very first books was a book of construction equipment. My husband works in construction. <laughs> and one of his first words was excavator from that book. So he would say excavator, excavator. And so I still have that book. It's like this board book that's all falling apart. And um, I still have that one. But but yeah, um, the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, one of the books I think that 
I, the boys probably enjoyed as much as I did that we read together at night was unbroken. Ooh. Do you remember that book? It, it was a movie. They made it into a movie about uh, world war two. Um, the guys that were on the raft, they had downed a plane and um, then ended up being prisoners of war. And uh, that was a really, that was a really good book that we read together too. So oh, that's good. I, I don't think I've read that as a book. So put that one on my list. The one that speaks to me as a child was Corduroy. And uh, I don't know if you read that one. No, I have that. I think yep. the boys, there was something about that from my childhood. And I think it kind of fits into me now as a breast cancer survivor that he wasn't quite perfect and he was missing a button. And, you know, there's, there's kind of these loose ends, but like he's still so loved at the end of the day. And I don't know, there's something about that just being a breast cancer with scars and with, again, that kind of body image but yet still kind of this perfectly imperfect, you know, kind of thing. And so, I don't know, that was just one that always struck me as, as a child. And I love that one. So, but thank you for sharing yours. I, I love yeah. C.S. Lewis is amazing. So I love all yeah. of those too. Yeah. 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 Um, so tell me a little bit about your book. So I know, you know, it's obviously about reconstruction and mm -hmm. it's a little bit about, you know, your your journey, but it's also others as well. So maybe, you know, just uh, give a lay person's, you know, kind of perspective on, on, on the book or what you were trying to, you know, cover in this book. Sure. Yeah, it is definitely the primary audience audiences for women who are, who are going through this, but it's also um, a good book for like spouses or friends or supporters of these women. Um, the first several chapters are more of um, the physical and, um, the, um, what you're going through. So my first chapter, um, is called open to the front and it's about that getting comfortable. Just you're going to the doctor all the time and you're always taking your shirt off. And, um, I don't know about you, but I was not comfortable with that for a while. <laughs> I mean, after a while you just get used to it, but so talking about how you get used to that and, um, kind of have some resources in there for, um, if that stresses you out, what are some things you can do to help with that? And, um, and then I, I interviewed a, a lot of different women, um, who, who chose or had different surgeries chosen for them. There's kind of a mix of, you know, you have to do this, or this is an option. What do you want to do? Uh, so women who chose to stay flat, women who had a single mastectomy, women who had different types of reconstruction. I interviewed one woman who, um, she had breast cancer, um, had a, a single mastectomy, and then uh, the cancer came back 20 years later. So then she had the other side done and then had them reconstructed. And uh, so just a variety of, okay, these are different choices people made and why they made them mm -hmm. and how they feel about them. Just so women who are starting this journey can have um, some different perspectives that might be able to help them make decisions. Um, and then there's a chapter called it's not a boob job, which every person with breast <laughs> cancer hears that at least you get a boob job. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> and so yeah. a, a lot, just specifically talking through a lot of the differences, um, you know, the numbness and um, just a lot of things that people who have augmentation are not going to deal with. Um, and there's a chapter on self-advocacy. So I had to really learn that, okay, I need to speak up if I need something. And there were a couple of times I, I had to do that, um, and talk to other women about that as well. Um, I talk about, um, body image and physical intimacy because that changes as well. And talk to a psychologist for that chapter. Um, and she had some really great input, um, 
and I interviewed husbands. So I got their perspective. So if a man is reading this book, you know, even if he doesn't want to read the rest of it, he could go to that chapter and read perspectives of other husbands who have gone through this with their wives. And, um, also I interviewed, um, women who had kids of varying ages. So how do you talk to kids? What, how much do you share? How much do you, um, keep away from them? Do you try to protect them from things or do you try to keep as open as you can? And different people made different decisions. And, you know, I had like two middle school boys and a little boy at the time. So it was really weird. You know, we tried to be open with them, but we're like, okay, we're talking about mom's boobs, (laughs) you know? So um, how, how do you navigate that? So um, getting input from different people in that. um, So that, yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. And it all, um, there's kind of the physical, how are you going to deal with it physically and the healing and, um, suggestions for, um, help along the way as you're healing. But then there's also just that emotional and that psychological and the spiritual side of it. Like, um, how, how does your faith play into this? And mine did in big ways. And I know some people it does not. So I share that part of my story in there, but not every person I interviewed has that faith part and, and that's okay. Um, but that's all in there, kind of that whole, all the different ways that you, um, are affected when you have breast cancer really. Yeah. It is such a impact on the whole person. And I love how you even bring in faith like that. That is so true that, you know, I'm grateful that I had my faith to help me through that journey. But, um, you know, I, I also understand and respect that not everybody is in the same place, you know, or has the same feelings, but. I, I mean, and I love how you, even just the whole person, but also how they're a whole person within a unit, a family, you know, with children, um, you know, all of that. So I love how you touch on all of that. I think it'll be such a great resource for people, you know, going through this decision or trying to make a decision or being at peace with their decision that they made, you know, so I think that that's really, really awesome. So um, I know that you know, my book is, is, um, poems and it was kind of inspired, um, from my cancer diagnosis. But then when I was going through COVID, I found a lot of triggers and it kind of brought me back, um, to, to kind of a a scary place, you know, just in terms of like my mental health. And, you know, I kind of felt like I've been through this really tough chapter. Like, why am I going through this chapter now? Like I was ready to live my life, you know, and now here I am slowing down, reflecting. And a lot of the things that I had to kind of learn during cancer, I had to relearn during COVID. And so it kind of brought me back. And I know I had shared, you know, uh, my book with you. And I I think the one poem, uh, Slow Dancing in the Kitchen, really kind of resonated with you. And it was kind of about um, my husband and I in the midst of this cancer, like craziness, just taking a moment and, you know, um, it was a, a crazy day at work crazy day with cancer and you know we just turned on the music and we just danced in our kitchen and and I think I just lost your sound do you see that I just lost your sound are you back I don't know can you hear me okay Okay. I can. I just, all of a sudden the sound just cut out. So yeah. So in case I'll check the sound and we'll see um, if it all came through, but um, you know, sometimes in moments of COVID in times of cancer, it's these little moments of levity that like you have to find um, in order to just kind of 
persevere and make it through the day. And, you know, it's, it's tough, but I think, you know, those are, those are just the, the things that you have to slow down and, and cherish. And um, so my next question I wanted to ask is a little bit leaning into that faith um, because I know for you, faith does play a really big role just in your life. So what, you know, how did faith and, and God play a role in this project? You kind of talked about inspiring you from the beginning, but is there more you want to add in terms of how you feel your faith, you know, helped you even along your journey too? Yeah. Um, I, it was there, like God, I felt the presence of God in ways that I have not before in my life. I don't, I, I, you probably experienced that too. Just, I remember in the dark nights, just, um, there was just a verse I would cling to it's Isaiah 41, 10. It says, fear not for I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I'll strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. And, um, that verse was just played on repeat in my head at night. When I couldn't sleep, I would wake up and be scared. And I'd repeat that verse until I could fall asleep. Um, and then God would just keep giving me that verse. And I don't know, I think we maybe have talked about this in the, in the last podcast, but, um, the day of my biopsy, seriously, the, the second I stood up, they called my name. I stood up to go in for my biopsy. My friend, Wendy texted me that verse. She didn't know that was the verse that I'd been clinging to. Um, and there was no other words to the text. It was just that verse. And so I'm like, I cannot deny that God is just here with me. So that helped me through all of the hard things. There were some days I was like, I don't know how to write this chapter. I don't know what to do with this. And I need a new person to interview. Like not everybody wants to be interviewed about their sex life after cancer. So <laughs> I, I really struggled with, okay, how, how can I approach people and who will talk to me about this? And um, it was just like God provided when it was the right time. And it wasn't always like when I thought I needed to know things, cause I kind of like to be in control. Um, <laughs> but just always, it would just be there when I needed it to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, um, so yeah, he got me through cancer and then really got me through writing this book. And honestly, right now I'm with the book coming out, I'm super excited, but I'm also fearful because <laughs> it's scary to put that out there. So I'm clinging to that right now too. just show me what to do and help me, help me to do this and, and not fall apart and help me to do it the right way. <laughs> Cause I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can totally relate. There's been, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't write before. I kind of feel sometimes like an imposter and, and there's just been times where I kind of ask God like, well, I think this is what you want. So I'm just going to follow you, but like, help me see what you see in me. You know what I mean? Just because it's, it's hard at times. And I too had that verse um, for me, it was Jeremiah 29, 11, which, you know, everyone knows that verse, but it just really was a powerful verse. And to your point, almost like this mantra that just becomes part of what you are. And, you know, I grew up um, Catholic. I'm, I'm now more like uh, you know, of Lutheran faith, which is very close to Catholic, but I still say like my, our fathers and Hail Marys, um, like sometimes when I'm running and like they are, they just become this like soothing mantra that like I can say, as I'm running, I just finished like a, a half marathon and like the last mile and a half, I just took out my earbuds. I just like said them over and over and over again. And I really wanted no noise other than just like this time with God. And yeah. so I've really tried to grow and be more reflect 
reflective and like, and listen, because I feel like listening led me to this project. When I, when I have been closest to God, it's been when I kind of slowed down and listened and definitely cancer was the ultimate thing (laughs) in getting me to slow down and listen, whether I wanted to or not, it probably (laughs) was something I needed to do, but, um, but it has definitely, um, improved my relationship and just made me talk and approach God in, in such a different way. Um, and, and see him. I've recently been doing a version uh, Bible app on creativity. And it was really interesting in how we are creation. And so thus creativity all flows through us, you know, and it's from this gift from God. And it's, it was really kind of interesting and in just seeing myself, not such a critical eyes, but like through God's loving eyes and like what, what creativity means. And so I encourage everyone to check it out. It's really good. If you don't have a version Bible app, check it out. It's great. They have like great plans for anything and everything you're worried, thinking, <laughs> everything. Um, okay, switching it up to a little bit um, off subject here while well, still book subject, but who is your favorite author and why? Okay, so this is funny, but I don't know if I have a favorite author. I read a lot and I read a lot of different authors. <laughs> I have favorite genres and favorite books. Um, so like my favorite classic is Jane Eyre. I love that book. Um, I read a lot of historical fiction and I like, I really like memoir. And I think that's maybe why I can't say right now I have a favorite author because I've been reading lots of memoir and often memoir, maybe a person will write one or two books. They don't like write a series, you know, as opposed to fiction where you would, I, I do read quite a bit of Charles Martin, the mountain between us. Um, they made a movie out out of that book. The, um, I never watched the movie because I, I was told that the book was so much better. So I couldn't get myself (laughs) to watch the movie, but, um, so I've read most of his books. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I, specifically have a favorite author, which is kind of weird, I guess, but yeah. yeah, Interesting. Interesting. Um, mine is Louisa May Alcott. Uh, I growing up just loved, uh, little women, little men, you know, every, anything I could get my hands on by her. I don't know the kind of Jane Eyre feeling that you kind of had was, was my, uh, little women. I just loved it. I don't know. And even the movies they've been done obviously multiple times by multiple, you know, casts and stuff. And, and I even still have an appreciation for the movies, even though, you know, I know they don't always do them like as well as the book, but they have done some good ones, um, you know, over, over the years and that too, but yeah, I definitely love her. And I think I've been to Boston area, but for, it, it is on like my list to like, go to like the whole area and like, Cause she, she grew up in such a like writing community with um, Henry David Thoreau, I think right there and all these people. And so like, I would love to go see like kind of that area of like where she grew up and lived. I just think it would be awesome. So yes, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, so I recently saw you posted on Instagram this moment when you got your books in and you know, I, I know you said like your, your book was an idea that started years ago. And so, and you've persevered and you persevered. And like, again, like you said, it wasn't an easy project. It was something that you had to, to work at for years and years. And to have this moment when these books arrive, like if you can explain it in your own <laughs> words, because for me watching as an 
you know, someone who's only known you a few months, like it was a beautiful thing to watch. And so I would just love for the listeners to kind of hear it in your own words. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just this crazy mix of emotions that all just over, they just overcame me. I, um, so my friend, and this is a God thing too. My friend, Mindy, I, I had met her at fairway, which is our local grocery store. And she could tell that I was really stressed out. And she said, can, can I bring you supper? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so she had just brought supper over and she happened to be there and Corey brought in these books and he just started opening them. And, um, if I'd have thought ahead, I might've have thought maybe we should, you know, we should record this, but I hadn't, I wasn't thinking about that. And she just happened to grab her phone. And so, um, she really got this moment that I'm so thankful I have. <laughs> um, it was just this overwhelming sense of, um, relief for one, like we did it. Like I, this, this happened, I have this. And then joy in that, just that, that a sense of, okay, accomplishment and kind of this wonder and thankfulness, like, God, you gave me this opportunity. I, I got to write a book and it's here in my hands, like, um, just this crazy. And I'm going to start crying. Um, crazy, um, just mix of emotions and, um, and under it though, there's also just this little tinge of fear, like, oh, it's, it's out there. And there's some, there's some very things I wouldn't just tell someone on the street in that book, you know, there's, there's, it's like, it's my heart is in that book and other people trusted me with their hearts to put in there. And so there's this little bit of fear, like, did I do okay? Is, is it, is it going to be okay? (laughs) So all of the, that crazy mix of emotions. And I just couldn't really handle what I was feeling. And then obviously that's when the tears come. So, (laughs) but mostly it was just, it was just this wonderful feeling of, um, just that accomplishment. Yeah. I can't, it's hard to describe. (laughs) It was, it was really beautiful. And I, I enjoyed watching you and, and kind of living vicariously through you. I know, you know, when my proofs arrived and it was just like, I think I ordered a hard cover and a soft cover. Like I, I took them out to my son porch and I, and I did, I like just cried with them. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like children, you know, like you work so hard and then, you know, here they, here they are. Like you imagine them, you, you know, you loved them before you even knew you loved them, you know? And like, it was just this like, overwhelming feeling and to have, I don't know, in my case, you know, I'm not a parent, but to have this piece of me be a legacy that for all Mm -hmm. ages, people can read or touch or see it's this physical part of me that's now existing in the world. It, it is, it's, it's pretty overwhelming and, and pretty darn cool, you know, and, and it is, it's a little bit of fear as well too. Like, will I do will I do this project justice? Is this what, you know, um, is this what I was supposed to do? Like, but, you know, again, you kind of have to, that faith over fear has to kind of kick in because it is, it's, it's kind of, you're, you're going into uncharted territory and it's kind of scary. (laughs) Um, So the next question I have for you is what's the last good book you've read? Uh, well, just last week, I finished a book called the girls in the stilt house, um, 
which funny, it just popped up on an advertisement and I thought, oh, that looks good. And it was a really good book. It's, it takes, it's a historical fiction. I really love historical fiction. Um, it's about night. It takes place in 1920s Mississippi. And it's, uh, it's these two teenage girls, one, a black girl and a white girl, and kind of this weird way that they end up being bonded together and in, in their, their story. And oh, it was a really good, like, it was a really good read. Um, so that's, that was probably the most recent one that I've finished. So I love yeah. it. I, I just read Between Two Kingdoms by um, Seleka. Her last name escapes me, but um, she is a cancer survivor, not, not breast cancer, but um, she had, um, I think it's like lymphoma when she was like in her early twenties. And then goes on, like started a blog and was writing during it and met so many amazing people. And then go, goes and like visits a lot of the people charts, a course around the United States. I think she has like three or six months to go visit everybody before she's got to be back for like her next appointment. And so she goes to visit everyone. It's kind of like part of her healing. And she was, she had such a unique cancer and then other people did as well that she was with that like so so many of her squad of her tribe, like ended up um, passing away. And so it was kind of her way of like healing and dealing with it. And the book is just so beautifully written. It was, it was really amazing. I, I recommend it to, to anybody. It's just, you know, lighthearted, but I don't know. It, it's like just that everything that you need, you know, it's, it's really beautiful. And then that be- before that, um, I read pillars of the earth. I'm a little far behind in life and <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> read pillars of the earth probably, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. And I don't know, I just like picked it up. My mother-in-law had it and um, amazing book, by the way. And um, I was just like sucked in. I, I think it was like 800 chat, 800 pages. I was like, oh my God, this is going to take me like five years to read. And it did. And it took me only like two months or something. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just slower reading just because of like work and life and stuff. But it was such a good read. It got sucked, sucked me in. So I know like it's, I love reading. It's always fun. So yes. Um, so that kind of leads me to the last question. Like where can people find Kim Harms's book? Where are you kind of out there in the world? Um, or any like call to action that you want to kind of instill upon people? Okay. Um, yeah, I, the book is available pretty much anywhere you would buy books online. My Publisher is Familius. So at Familius.com, you can get it or Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or I looked it up just for fun the other day to see if you can order it from Target and you can. So like you can get it from wherever, basically, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's in some brick and mortar stores, but I don't know which ones my publisher took care of all that. And so <laughs> I don't know where I'll um, like to go in a real store where they, where they're all stocked, but, um, but if you order it, it's available. Um, online. Um, and then if people want to connect with me, I do have a website. It's kimharms.net. And actually on the website, uh, we give away mastectomy pillows. So if anybody listening is going through breast cancer and know somebody who is, um, we have a, a request form on there that, um, you can request to have mastectomy pillows sent. Um, and they're free of charge. A lot of times people will donate for shipping, but we don't charge anything. And, um, my, my mom and a group of friends make them and man, they've sent them to 48 States and I think five countries. Um, 
So yeah, if that's a way we can help somebody, we've got that, that out there too. So I love that. I love that. And I think, um, you have an event coming up too at like a local store, don't you? Yes. So Smoky Row in Ankeny, Iowa, Smoky Row is kind of an Iowa coffee shop. There's several of them around, uh, central Iowa area. And it is happening October 12th, which was the original release date of my book. But then my publisher moved the release date up. So it, the re- actually releases tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, but still planned the big event. It was already, it's already planned, but um, just, it, it's going to be kind of twofold. We're celebrating the book and I'm going to do some book signings and uh, the breast surgeon who wrote the forward for my book is going to speak a little bit. And, uh, we are also, um, I've been soliciting local, um, businesses, um, to get donations for a rap, couple raffles. And those raffles are going to go to, uh, Metaviver that, um, is going to get half of the raffle proceeds. And then there's a local Iowa, uh, organization called bras for the cause, and they're going to get the, the rest. So I wanted to be able to celebrate the book, but you know, it's October and, mm-hmm. um, people have breast cancer on their mind and it's, I was like, let's take this opportunity to raise some money for some good, some good things. And so that's what we're going to do. And I'm, I'm excited and nervous because I've never done anything like this before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you will do amazing. I love it. And um, my book, 100% of proceeds go to Vera Bradley Foundation for Breast Cancer Research. They um, are affiliated with Indiana University and um, they have like the only breast tissue bank, I think in America of like, like women willingly go in there and give breast tissue that are like healthy. And then they have like healthy tissue that they can compare for all these studies and do different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the amazing things. And they only give out the breast tissue if the researchers um, of where they're sending it to basically agree to share their findings. And so they're very much Mm -hmm. like collaborative and they're very much like they want to move the researcher, you know, forward. And even the researchers themselves, I've, I've met them and they basically want to be put out of a job. Like that is like their, their goal. I mean, they're such brilliant people. They'd go on to do, you know, solve other problems yeah. in the world, but, you know, I, I love their tenacity and how, um, you know, just this like kind of Midwest spirit of like, you know, finding problems and getting things done. And, you know, they don't just keep their findings to themselves. They've, they found things too, that have helped, you know, people with prostate cancer and different things, you know, cause there are many cancers that actually, you know, can learn from each other. So I just love the spirit of a collaboration that they have. So, um, I, I, I love research and I think that that's, you know, the, the answer and they do a lot too, with like genomics and, and they're finding, um, like a blood test that will help people with triple negative to know um, that with more certainty that they are a person that's likely to not get a recurrence or they're a person that like will. And so they can start to then target the people that will and start to try to treat them in different ways. And so I just love how far things have come and how far things are going. And obviously I want to raise that bar and to have research, you know, be top of our mind as we, to your point, as we head into October, um, I want to choose the narrative. And for me, it's action and, and making, trying to make a difference in the world. So, but I applaud you, Kim, in making a difference in the world too. So thank you 
for being a lovely guest and for participating in this fun little podcast. I had taken a break. And so it's kind of fun to come back and, you know, and, and be a podcaster for, for a day anyway. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's fun chatting with you. Yes. Well, thank you everyone. Um, so yes, please check out Kim Harms. She has a great, um, Instagram page. I will tag to her. And then, um, obviously my book is out there as well. We're going to be doing a fun contest in, in the upcoming days too. So, um, one of you will get a chance to win, um, a set of our books. So that's, um, coming up and we will give you more details later. Thank you everyone.